0: Hello. Hello, it's me. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, family. Good morning. Read this because yeah. Welcome to the place that we call home, this magical space between the then and the now and the then. This wonderful place we get a chance to come in, drop our shoulders, leave our cares at the door, and get ready to celebrate all the amazingness that is God. I am Darren Major, I have the joy of being um, one of the elders here on behalf of our fierce pastor, the doctor, Jackie L. Lewis, yes, yes, Dreadlock blackness, get into it, um, um, and set. I want to welcome you to Middle Collegiate Church Resort and Spa, where you're welcome just as you are as you came through the door. Um, so y'all are the ones we've been waiting for as we get ready to kick off this amazing black history celebration, celebrating all the dopeness that is wrapped up in melanin as we celebrate our struggle, our triumph, and the future. Get ready for some singing, some dancing, and worshiping God in truth and light. Welcome y'all, let's have some judge.
1: So Middle, if you would stand, and we're gonna sing our first song together called Lord help me to hold out how many people have never sung this song before raise your hand don't be afraid yes fantastic so you are being baptized today this is this should be in your repertoire Lord help me to hold out
2: block to pass. Can we have another round of applause for the gospel choir? I would like to invite all the young and young at heart onto the stage. It's time for the message for all ages. Friends are joining us from all over the sanctuary. Hello. Come to the blanket. I have a message for you. Hi, We Care Buddies. Okay, hello. Friends, keep coming in. We have more coming behind us. You're so attentive though, I love it. Well, good, is it afternoon yet? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. There we go. Well, all year round, but especially in February, we celebrate blackness. At Middle, we know that black people are amazing, right? We know that black folks are CEOs and scientists and pastors and all kinds of wonderful things, breaking world records, and black people have been and continue to be the leaders of movements of love and justice. But what is also true, young friends, you can keep coming in, what is also true is that there are a lot of people who make decisions in our country that don't celebrate blackness. And because white women in particular voted for these folks, I need to do my part to change that. Now, I didn't vote for them. You certainly didn't vote for them. You're not 18 yet. But when people who look like me make decisions that treat black people as if they're not as good as white people, that makes me really upset. Does it make you upset? Yeah. And it can feel really overwhelming. There are so many amazing things that black people are doing, but they're not receiving the recognition, the pay, or the safety that they deserve while doing so. Yeah. But God calls me and God calls all of us to be a part of making a difference. Each of us can make choices that make the world a better place for everyone, not just people with white skin. So what are some of those choices that we can do? Well, we could give up our seat on the subway. We can make sure our teacher calls on a black classmate to answer a question. And we can make sure that there are black authors in our reading list for school And we can make sure that all of the friends around us who are inviting to play in our games don't just look like us, right? There are a lot of things that we can do to make a difference. So I encourage you young people to talk to an adult that you trust and say, what can I do to celebrate blackness? And do that thing, okay? Because all of the things that we do make an impact. And we can make choices that create space for our black friends. The more that we make kind, brave, and just choices that not only include but center black voices, the better our world will be. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's stand together and pray that into the room. Stand up. We'll hold hands. Okay, and I would love for you to repeat after me. Dear Dear God. Dear God. Thank you for blackness. Thank you for blackness. Know is, magical, Which we know is magical. Help us make decisions, help, help us make decisions that center and lift up black voices. That, that center, center and lift up black voices. So that we are celebrating, so, so that we are celebrating blackness every month. Blackness every month, not just in February. Not, not just in February. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's sing "Siya Hamba" and go back to our seats. Thanks, Ryan.
3: Hello, middle family. How you doing? It's good to see you. I just took a little trip up to the ER. I'm good to go, cut my hand. I'm so glad to be loved and cared for by all the people who took care of my injury this morning, so thank you so much. Um, thank you so much. Uh, who's here for the very, very first time today? Oh, yay, good. When I, when I turn to you, tell me where you're from. Where are you from? Welcome, Amen. Thank you so much for making that long journey. We're so glad. Where are you from? Um, West Side. West Side, in the house. Where are you from that you're new? Hi. Lower East Side. Lower East Side, Where are you from? San Francisco, welcome, welcome. Where, who is here for the first time? Where are you from? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. yay, thank you for coming. Who else is here for the first time? Where are you from? Oh, thank you for coming today. So good to have you. Did I miss anybody? Okay, we've got. Oh, where are you from up there? Okay, Connecticut in the house. Good to have you. Let's wave to our friends online. Hello, all y'all in your pajamas on the West Coast. So 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 grateful that you'd be here. Ruby Nell Sales is in the house today. And with her, her wonderful partner Cheryl LeBlanc, and also Cheryl Blankenship. I'm calling you your email handle. Can you believe that? <laughs> Cheryl Blankenship. And also the amazing Nancy, who who Nancy who has a new job in the Presbyterian Church. So Nancy Talbot is here. Thank you, all my women. Thank you for coming. Ruby and I are doing a podcast slash teach at 1.30, so let's make sure you grab food and come back in and spend some conversation time with us. We'd love to have you uh, do that. Um, There's an exploring call thing happening at 1 o'clock for those folks who are doing uh, calls. We'd love to have you join in that conversation. Our annual spiritual retreat is on February 29th on Leap Day, and it's happening here at Middle Church this year, hoping that more of us can come. Uh, because uh, it's right here, as opposed to getting on a train and going someplace else. So that is from nine to five or so, and our wonderful consistory has helped plan that. Beautiful yoga, intention time, dancing, connecting to holy, please do come and do that. Um, The conference is April 24 to 26, and we're doing it in DC this year, because we're taking it to the heart of democracy, right? But middle people, I know that that's far away, but it's your conference. So I would love for you to think about registering. It's more expensive to go to DC, that's a fact, but the hotels are cheap, cheap, cheap. And if you have any financial difficulty getting there, I would love to get a personal email from you. Like, I really wanna go, but I can't do it. Let me know and let's see what we can figure out. Fair? I don't wanna be competitive, but the other church that's hosting it, I don't know, tons of people are coming from there. (laughs) Not that we're wired for competition, but I'm just trying to put it on the table. as a a spiritual discipline, to see if we can out-register them. No, I'm I'm just just kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Wednesday begins Lent, and that means Ash Wednesday worship at 7 o'clock. It happens to be um, an anniversary of Trayvon Martin's death. So um, our new minister, Ben Perry, is going to preach. We're going to have beautiful music from Dion, and we're going to put our hoodies on in honor of Trayvon. So come and begin our Lenten journey, thinking about the preciousness of life. Final announcement. There is a new baby born to middle family. Joel and Gabby had their baby. That means I'm a grandmother another time. (laughs) Yesterday. On Ophelia's 22nd month birthday, Octavius Ellington. Yes. Jenka Duvaux was born. Seven pounds, 13 ounces of manhood, oh. <laughs> 21 inches of power. <laughs> so keep Gabby Dolan baby in your prayers. Um, I'm so glad to have you here today. We also have a crew here today working on a beautiful uh, MoMA exhibit that will feature our beloved Ruby. So thank you for your patience and hide from the camera if you need to. Um, it's now the time in our uh, beautiful program where we have a prayer, and Monique is going to lead us. Thank you, Monique.
4: We center and ground ourselves for prayer. Take a deep breath in and release that. Take a deep breath in. And release, yes, awesome, thank you. So we come, Holy One, dear God, and saying thank you, thank you. I was so glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, one more time. We lift up Australia today and we lift up China We lift up those around the world and around the corner. Dear God, dear Waymaker, we thank you for blessing us with this day, that we are here and present and able to glorify and praise you one more time. We are grateful. We thank you for the opportunities to be connected and to be communion and to be Beloved community, we thank you. We thank you for healing. We thank you for friendship and love and connection. We are grateful. At this time, we ask you to stand as able and connect. let's say the prayer together ever-loving We encourage you now to connect and to offer the sign of the day. you to connect with one another offer the sign of peace to one another the peace of God be with you also with you, thank you
5: Você yourself up
3: Oh, my God, amazing. Ooh.
6: Let's do one more round of For today, Exodus chapter 24. I'm actually gonna start on verse 9 and read through 18. And the scripture reads: Then Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders went of Israel went up, and they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet there was something like a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven of clearness. God did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. Also they beheld God and they ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there. And I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant Joshua and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, Wait for us here until we come to you again, for Aaron and her are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up onto the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and for 40 nights. And that's the reading of the word of God for the people of God. Like be to God.
3: Thank you so much. Will you say a prayer with me, please? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And as we seek to hear a word from you, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This text is uh, such a beautiful one uh, about the ongoing relationship between God and God's people. God has called God's people to come up on the mountaintop to worship God, to have a conversation with God, to be in relationship with God with whom they have a covenant, a, a formal promise to be in relationship with one another. God has declared that God would be their God and God has invited them to be God's people. And this covenant is first made with Abraham where God tells Abraham to just go to a land that he doesn't know, to take all of his people and all of his stuff and all of his things, and God says, I'm going to be your God, and I'm, you're going to be my people. I'm promising you land and progeny and I'm gonna just pause there to say that we have talked before about how there can be a problem in chosenness story, right? There can be a problem in God's gonna be my God and I'm gonna be God's people and I get to have the land and you don't. Um, I I will come back to that theme. That's not where I wanna stick us today, but I want us to be able to hold intention that these beautiful texts can also sometimes have problematic interpretations. Especially if my having the land means genocide. And especially if my having the land means you can not handle land. And most especially if my having the land leads to murder and death. I don't think that, I don't think God designs a world in which we have to kill one another to get what's promised to us. Somebody say amen to that. So it just, it just requires some interpretation, right? That's what Midrash is for. That's what sermons are for. So in this place where God has made a promise to Abraham of land and people, now this extended covenant, if you will, is like a promise inside a promise. It's a covenant inside a covenant. It's actually God doing Midrash on God. It's God saying, here, look, let me tell you specifically what I mean about this promise thing. It's that it's not just about your name or your inheritance. It's not an identity about who you be, it's actually a vocation about how you will live. So the invitation is into a calling to be God's people. And the law isn't designed to punish people, the law is designed to actually give people marching orders, boundaries, borders, like covenant making. This is how it would look to be my people. And God makes this covenant God sets the terms. God isn't saying, tell me what you want, <laughs> you know. God sets the terms. But God is inviting the people to participate in this way. Though God has sent the terms, God is not insisting on participation. The people have a choice. Whether it to be this relationship or not, God is not coercing them. God is not lording it over them. God is saying, I love you, come be with me. And the text goes on to say that all the words constitute the covenant. So the words that God says to the people, the words that the people say back. In this way, sometimes scholars say God's a suzerain, which is like God is the boss and the in charge, and the people are the serfs, so to speak, meaning, yes, so Mr. Boss Man. But actually, this relationship, is like beloved and lover, and God yearning for us in a way, God wanting us to want to be with her. Almost like the way in Alice Walker's Color Purple, Shug Avery says, it just wants to be loved, and calls God it. So this is what this text is all about, and like any good covenant in the ancient times, there's some blood involved, uh, like, let's cut some animals and throw some blood around. I don't love that part of the story, but it's in there. And the reason it's in there is because blood is about life. So actually, we're putting our life on the altar. We're putting our life on the altar to be in this relationship with God. So it's sealed in blood. It's sealed in life. Like, blood is dam in Hebrew, and ha adam is the human one. So all of these words about blood and human belong to the same root, and yet actually what makes the covenant stick isn't any burnt offering or any blood thrown. What makes the covenant stick is God. God's faithfulness, God's fidelity, God's chesed is the Hebrew word. God is the subject of the covenant, God is the author of the covenant, and God is the keeper of the promises because God is God and, I don't know, we're just people. So, so it's obligation. It's God's obligation to be God to us and with us. It's God's obligation to call us into faithful relationship with God. And so this text is wild in a way. It's like, all right, Moses is going to go up on this mountain. And at the first level, like any mountain, you know, have you all been on top of some mountains? Anybody? Hills, Right? Okay. So sort of in the low hills are all these people, like Joshua and um the elders and the 70 people that Vanessa read, all those people kind of on the foothills look up and they can see God. Wow. Like the Bible is all about like no God sightings for you, because if you see God, you're gonna die. But these people see God, the text says, and they see where God is standing and they see God's presence. It's like an ethical spectacle, right? And then you go further up the mountain and Moses is now with just one other helper. And it's like when you go up in a mountain, there's a cloud, right? There's no matter, it seems like no matter how clear the day is, when you're walking up a mountain, there's a cloud and you walk through the cloud. So this idea that at some mountain level, at some height, there's a cloud and they see the presence of God in the cloud, the glory of God in the cloud, and then keep up the mountain, and now they see the presence of God in fire. So who knows? Was that a, was that a volcano? Was that a fiery sunset? But the images are so beautiful of seeing God's glory present in these sightings. So I want to point out that it's not just about what God says. Like God says, this is my law. God says, you are my people. But there's also something about God showing so that there's a way in which it's both sight and hear that tells God who we are. One writer named Samuel Terrion says, it's the ethical ear and the contemplative eye that can know what God is calling us to. I love that. The, the, the ethical ear and the contemplative eye. We have to admit, like seeing some fire up on the mountain and that's God and seeing some cloud and that's God and seeing God with the big bronze feet and the blue thing he's standing on, that's God, thats God. that stuff stunned the people a bit into silence. Like it might stun us into silence. I had a chance to go visit one of our families the other day. I'm on a visiting family tour. Coming your way. Coming to sit with the parents and their children is my Linton journey. So I started at the home of Jason and Johanna, whose little babies are Maya and Michelle, and not, not here today, but um, I baptized them. <coughs> and it seems like the visit is for the parents, but no, it's all about the kids. So we're coloring, we're looking at pictures, And in any visit, the most important thing happens, right, Laura? Therapeutic visit, a pastoral visit, in the last five minutes. That's where the real truth comes out. (laughs) So as Miss Jackie is beginning to put on her boots, Michelle starts making furious sign language at her mother. And her mother's like, she's like. So ultimately, this ends up with a crayon invitation for me to speak. Dear Reverend Jackie, what does God sound like? Okay, okay then, six and a half year old Michelle. <laughs> no wonder you wanted mommy to write that. What does God sound like? And so I put my boots back off, because this is juicy, sit at the table with Michelle and make good eye contact with her, and I say, sometimes God sounds like the roar of an ocean, and her mouth is a little round, but she doesn't quite get God is sometimes sounds like a, the roar of, a, of an ocean. Like, she's like, oh, okay. And sometimes God sounds like fire. Because I've been working on my sermon and here's some fire. <laughs> like, it might sound like, a, like an earthquake or like a volcano. She's like, okay, interesting. <laughs> and then I say, but the most exciting thing is that God sounds like you. And this makes a six and a half year old look at me like I've lost my mind. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, Miss Tang. And I, and I, so I, so I just lean in more and I say, I'm going to lean on you, Lauren. I lean in more and I say, you know, when you say a prayer and you ask God to tell you what to do, and then you know what to do, nod, nod, nod. I say, that's God sounding like you. When you're nice to your friends or really sweet to Maya, that's God sounding like you. She's like, oh, okay. I get that. And I'm like, yes, sermon preached. Let's get up to go middle family, in the middle of this text that gives Cecil B. DeMille a run for his money with sights and sounds and fire and cloud and spectacle and blue footrests for the holy, I want to tell you that God sounds like you. You. Not just the six-year-old, but God's glory God's presence, though sometimes awesome and whoa-making, sometimes God's glory is like the mist on your face when you walk up a mountain. Sometimes God's glory is the way fire smells when it's roasting marshmallows. Sometimes God's glory is you having a deep conversation with somebody in trouble. And God, like a female neighbor, because that's what the word glory means, God, like a female neighbor, shows up in you while you comfort that person who just needs a hug. I'm not sure I say this enough here, because I'm always like, let's march, let's go, let's fix, let's heal, let's trump trump, you know. That's my sermon, you know what I'm gonna say before you get here sometimes, right? (laughs) You think you do. I feel like I want to remind us that sometimes it's kinda soft. Like when your two-year-old granddaughter wakes up sleepy and doesn't quite know she's at your house, but finds her way in your bed with her, sucking her three fingers, and yes, her snotty nose. But there she is, soft, and the space between me and Ophelia is God's glory. The space between you cooking a good meal, God's glory. Watching nature in Africa, God's glory. Planning the Easter vigil, God's glory. Penning a song, God's glory. A multiracial cast of fabulousness, God's glory. Somebody coming to visit you in the hospital and bringing you some deacon love, God's glory. Therapeutic interventions in your office, God's glory. Marching for justice, yes, also God's glory, but sometimes just tender softness, God's softness, because we need some, God's glory. Forgiveness, grace, God's glory, hope. Certainly, God's glory. In a crazy world, quiet meditation. At the retreat, God's glory. Laughter, God's glory. Good <clears throat> connection with your partner, God's glory. Just go back to Alice Walker, that's why I feel good, okay? God loves all of them feelings, y'all remember that. God's glory. When somebody takes time to ask you, where does it hurt? And you get to tell them, because you feel safe. It is just like that, tender. Like mist on your face, like a whisper in the ear. And as we begin this Lenten journey, not turning ourselves away from black history, because we're gonna do black history every day, (laughs) we can. But on the way to Lent, as we get the fat out, (laughs) I want us to tenderly access the holy and expect to be surprised by it. That what you think isn't God is God. Even, as someone texted me a little while ago, getting your hand cut and getting angry and getting cared for this amazing doctor that I'm recruiting for church women. Dr. Huff, call me Anthony, was so very good to me, after Pam was so very good to me. And Eric, God is in that, in the details, in the softness. All the time. God's glory one day when the glory comes it will be ours so say Common and John Legend I love that song but I think today is someday I think this is someday this is someday raising our kids loving our partners healing the world because we are peace may it be so I should never assign myself this Join the Movement thing because I never get it right. So pause, I get to ask you to join the movement while the choir comes. Um, I used to hate talking about money, but I don't anymore because I love talking about middle. I think this is the best thing happening, church-wise, around the country because of you. Do you know that there are people trying to make little middles in Colorado? because of you, my friend. In Indiana, because of you. And in Michigan, because of you. In Michigan, because of you, for God's sake. Middle of the country. Because they think the way we do love is crazy town fabulous. And they think the way we are Christian plus is amazing. They think that the way we do Jesus is the way to do Jesus. Amen. Amen. Like, get to the rabbi and get past some of the crazy, right? Yes. This, is, this is Jesus, okay? Our mentor, but not a racist, xenophobic, hate-all-the-people person. So I'm inviting you, if you've been sitting in the pews dating us and you haven't wanted to put a ring on it or, uh, or, or make a covenant, <laughs> come on, come join us. It's easy. You just say, I want to be a part of it. And then, we go, to, and then we, go, we go on relationship together and we find our way. And if you love what we're doing here and you tell yourself on some Saturday night, you, they don't need my money, oh, you are so wrong. <laughs> what? We totally need your money. It uh, costs money to do revolutionary love. So I want you to just think about that as you're hanging out with God. What is a way that you can make a more of a, a contribution so we can keep um, doing what we do? Thanks.
2: Dear God, thank you so much for blessing us with your glory. Thank you for all your gifts in this amazingly diverse congregation that helps us continue on the mission that we're meant to serve. Thank you.
3: Amen. And so we are getting ready to sing our closing song together, church. We'll understand
1: it better by and by. Oh <laughs>
3: amazing music holy cow thank you Ivan thank you so much thank you choir thank you so much thank you Drew thank you band thank you Jeremy thank you basic thank you thank you trio okay thank you thank you one day when the glory comes it's here right now right now right now in the curve of an arm right now when somebody does your hair and scratches your dandruff and you tell them your secrets right now. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Right now. When you put pen to paper, when you love your kids, when you make up with your partner, right now, God's glory is in you. That's the covenant. We are God's people. Already (laughs) And God's right here, right here, in you, moving as love in the world. Don't wait for some big ethical spectacle to know what's happening. You know what time it is. It's love time. It's glory time. So go in the world and sparkle, and shimmer, and shine, and love, and be peace, and make peace and make love everywhere.